Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Now, there's no doubt that the Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Biden crime family story is the biggest story in America. And I know this because nobody's talking about it. But everybody and their mother is talking about Donald Trump indictment in Georgia. And don't worry, I'm going to as well. We're going to break this down in a couple different ways. Kurt Schlichter is scheduled to join me. Trial lawyer, retired Army colonel, author. How you deal with the recognition that this is political and also deal with the recognition that because it's political doesn't mean he has to be the guy you vote for. The Trump supporter can't separate the two. And people are getting told you can't separate the two. You certainly can. And I argue that you need to. That doesn't mean that Trump won't be the nominee. That doesn't mean that the guy couldn't be president from a freaking jail cell. It means that tactics require we ask and answer tough questions while doing tough things. And certainly, it means recognizing that the pseudo-intellectuals are simply more and more emboldened to say absolutely insane things. Like Joe Scarborough, who used to run an intellectual show on MSNBC, screeching that if, if, if Trump really feels he's innocent, why shouldn't he want the whole trial televised? Thought about while he was on the toilet, and you give that as much credence as you do news stories that come out All of the right. Wall Street Journal with hundreds and hundreds of journalists, with, with, with dozens and dozens of editors, with the understanding that if they don't get it right, they're in big trouble, right? Yeah. So so you, you can do all that if you want. You're wasting your time because right now it's what matters inside the jury box. And politically, Mika, you look at these numbers, you see what independents are doing. And let me say again, Republicans, this doesn't get better. Isn't it interesting that Democrats want cameras in the courtroom? Democrats want transparency. Democrats want this trial before the election. If you're innocent, that's the problem. What are you saying? You said, "I want, yeah, I want cameras in the courtroom." Right. Yeah, and get this. I'm innocent. Give us time to get ready. And you damn right, I want this before the election because I want my name cleared. But what does Donald Trump and his Republican supporters do? They say, "Oh no, 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 no cameras in the courtroom. No, no, we don't want no transparency." We don't, we, we, we don't want people to actually see what he did. Joe Scarborough, they used to tell me, had a mind. Cameras in the courtroom isn't about innocence or lack thereof. It's about guys like Joe Scarborough who want the clown show. These are the kind of people who slow down near the car accident because they want to see if there's any mangled flesh. That's what he wants. Dear Lord. 
I'm surprised he doesn't salivate all over his tie when he's having this conversation. Madness. But all is not lost as these people look for, desperately look for pounds of flesh. And if you say to me, Tony, that's not true. If you say to me, Tony, they're not looking for pounds of flesh. These are people who want uh, the, 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 the law to prevail because no one's above the law. Oh, really? Uh, the good news is we finally have Rudy Giuliani indicted. Woohoo! That makes me very happy. <laughs> That is Claire McCaskill, former Democratic senator from Missouri, who is a contributor to MSNBC, and Nicole Wallace giggling like a freak because of it. They're thrilled. They're overjoyed. This is exciting. The politicization of the legal system. This is thrilling for them. Getting revenge for not being able to go through with impeachment twice. None of that exonerates Donald Trump, mind you. Absolutely none of it. And we're going to get into how we handle this and and how we tactically handle this. Uh, As has been reported by um, quite a few, you have got Colton Moore. Colton Moore is a Georgia state senator. And Colton Moore... As as the reporting goes, is is he now pushing to impeach the Georgia District Attorney Fannie Willis? Yes, yes, uh, he is. We, the undersigned, being duly elected members of the Georgia House of Representatives and Georgia Senate, comprising three fifths of each respective house, pursuant to Article Four, Section Two, Paragraph Seven. Hereby certified to you in writing with a copy of the Secretary of State that in our opinion an emergency exists in the affairs of the state requiring a special session to be convened under that section for all purposes to include, without limitation, the review and response to the actions of Fannie Willis. So is this the push to impeach the district attorney? Okay. And you say to me, oh, that's just political retribution. Yes. No part of this is fun or enjoyable or or worthy of us. Not a single part of this is fun nor enjoyable nor worthy of us. But it's where we are. And with all due respect, you better get your heads around it damn straight. And if your stomach is too weak for this, you are going to get abused every day for the rest of your life and so are your kids. Fannie Willis's um, prosecution of Trump, of 18 others, under RICO, is overreach and is disgusting. We don't have enough to get Trump, so let's just put everybody in a room, let's throw everything we can at him, and hopefully a jury will decide that one person on one count that isn't even a big deal will say, all right, guilty on that. And then, ha-ha, we got him. Yeah, I'd get rid of that prosecutor, too. Political retribution you're talking about, Tony. No, political retribution is the prosecution. Political retribution is Alvin Bragg stating that paying Stormy Daniels is a felony.
That's political retribution. Can I help you? The problem the left has is that they are so used to being the ones on offense. They have no idea how to respond when the when the political right goes on offense, except to say, hey, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> they do it all the time. You're not allowed to do that. Your job is to take it. Don't you remember the days of George Bush? We just punched him in the face repeatedly. All we did was punch George Bush in the face. Over and over and over and over and over again. You know what he did? Like a good Republican, he sat there and he took it. We beat the living crap out of that low life. And we beat him up and we beat him up and we beat him up. You know what he did? You know what that goofy fool did? He just smiled. He just smiled. We would drop kick that dude and then we'd yell at him. Who is your daddy? And then he'd say, the Democrats are. And then we'd do it again. Oh, those were good times. He knew enough not to fight back. Who do you think you are fighting back? We're discussing, of course, the reason they hate Trump so very much. They hate the fighting back. They can't believe that it happens. Let's go back to Mitch McConnell for a moment. I love Mitch McConnell should be removed as Senate Minority Leader. His usefulness is done. I don't think impeachment is uh, good for the country. I'm going to get into where we are with impeachment and the impeachment inquiry and Representative James Comer and where I think we need to go and how fast. But that answer from Mitch McConnell is an unacceptable answer. Everything's on the table, Mitch. Why are you being a nice guy? They want to kill you. They don't care about the rule of law. They don't care uh, about decency. They will absolutely tear down the republic because they have shown it. They've shown it. And you're saying that impeachment is bad for the country? I agree. Going after the people you uh, disagree with politically is bad for the country. Creating RICO uh, situations, utilizing RICO statutes so you can grab somebody and then having umpteen numbers of unindicted co-conspirators so members of the Republican Party aren't sure if they can engage in conversations without getting ensnared by Fannie Willis. Election interference is beneath us. And your answer is, but we can't impeach. Oh, we can certainly impeach. The question is, should we? Again, a conversation about what? Tactics. I favor the impeachment inquiry. Why don't we get started in learning just exactly how duplicitous this Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Biden crime family situation is? Investigate more, subpoena more, search for more. This isn't what I want. I want to be left alone. I want to be left alone. That's all I want. But this is where we are. And when you say, well, impeachment is, is bad for the country, we shouldn't be talking about that. You're a phony. Hey, this guy's a great big phony. And if you don't like phony, certainly not strong enough. 
So as Colton Moore here looks to remove Fannie Willis, first I only expect to hear from the ladies of The View uh, that the reason that that, uh, he's pushing for uh, uh, impeachment is because racism. I have to assume... I have to assume that that's that's going to be it. We are going to hear that in a matter of seconds. That the only reason Colton Moore is put state senator is pushing for Fannie Willis, the Fulton County District Attorney, to be impeached. You're a little bit racist. Well, you're a little bit too. That's it. That will come. Fighting and how to fight. That's what matters. You cannot do it the George Bush way. George Bush was wrong. You can't just keep getting hit in the face and stand there like, you're, you know, it, it doesn't affect you. You can't do it. You can't be diminished. You cannot be silenced. That's not the way it works. And this is why Trump is so insanely popular. He fights. Look at the weight of the world on this dude's shoulders. And he's like, hey, who wants to go have a good time? Well, it's a sunny day. I feel right Walking around the golf course. About a million things that I could do. Would you like to? That's right. Gonna get in Trump Force One, have myself a good time. Maybe stop by a wedding. Maybe get myself a well-done steak. Where's the ketchup? Let's look the weight of the world on his shoulders, and he's acting like it ain't no thing. He's going to keep going. He's going to keep moving. He's going to run for president, run for president from prison. People love that. Can he win a general? Man... I, I got I got theories. I'm gonna break that down with Kurt Schlichter scheduled to be with us coming up. But tactics matter, and whether or not Trump should be the nominee is about tactics, because it's about winning. And then if we're gonna talk about draining the swamp, feel the air quotes, we really have to do it. Not talk about it, do it. Not get all tough guy about it, do it. But tactics also involves the recognition that ain't nothing off the table if they're gonna act like this. If they're going to act like this, they're going to get treated like this. Push impeachment of the district attorney who clearly is acting in a political way. You want an answer, uh, an example of the political way? She wants the trial to be on March 4th. Super Tuesday. All those primary states? March 5th. Not political? Stop being crazy. Start understanding the dynamics at play. And ask yourself, what's your plan? The first part of the plan is that everything's on the table. If you're going to fight, you have to have all the tools at your disposal. I'm Tony Katz. The death toll in Maui will continue to rise. 
And part of the reason could very well be that nobody was in charge. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-468-8669. got Tony. You've got the FEMA administrator who cannot answer. How come they keep telling us they're doing all this great work, but people on the ground, they're not seeing anything? Chris, well, I heard everything you said about all the resources that are um, being brought to bear, but we keep interviewing survivor after survivor who says that uh, either they didn't see any government personnel or assistance for days or that they still haven't. Uh, how do you explain the disconnect between what they're saying and what you're saying about all the resources that are there in Maui? I think you need to understand that this community is going through an amazingly traumatic event. Uh, I can tell you that we have personnel that are on the ground year-round and embedded in with the state as soon as the fire started so we could continue to understand what resources were needed and help move them in. The people on the ground have been traumatized so they don't know all the good work we're doing for them? That's that's one heck of an argument. That's one heck of an argument. The people don't know the good work we're doing for them. Well, who was doing the good work for the people of Maui, for the people of Lahaina, where 1,300 residents are still missing? You only have 25% of the area that's been searched. They're going to find a lot of dead bodies, sadly. And everyone's gearing up. As a matter of fact, one of the arguments is, you know they have found more people. Why are they telling us the number's only 106? We know this isn't the case. Then we heard that the sirens, the warning sirens, they never went off. Why did that happen? Then we learned that Herman Andaya, who is the Maui Emergency Operations Chief, had no formal experience. Not an expert in emergency management. This guy trained in political science and law. No formal education in disaster preparedness or response. Never held a full-time job dedicated to emergency management. His qualification as reported, being chief of staff to then-Mayor Alan Arakawa. He participated in online FEMA trainings and workshops. The guy beat out 40, 40 other applicants. Someone's going to ask if he's a brother-in-law. Someone's going to ask if he's a diversity hire. All the questions are going to be asked. I'm going to ask, is he going to be charged as an accessory to murder of at least 106 people? Who hired him? Do we take away their pension? Will they be thrown in jail as an accessory? What did Governor Josh Green know? And when did he know it? Is he an accessory? You do not hire based on family relationships. You do not hire based on whether or not they check a box. You hire on skill set and skill set alone. You hire on capability and capacity. That's it. Because lives are at stake or businesses are at stake or something is at stake. God, I hope this gets investigated, but you know and I know that's not the way of the world and that's what makes us sick. So what are the tactics in a presidential election? What now with four indictments do you do about Trump? Kurt Schlichter joins me to discuss it. Keep it here. 
This is a conversation about tactics. This is not a conversation about who you like. This is a conversation about winning. This isn't a conversation about loyalty. And let me say for the record, as clear as day, anybody who tells me I have to be loyal to a candidate, I think is weird as can be and is completely confused. I am loyal to my country. Candidates come and go. Politicos come and go. They are cogs in the machine. And when the cog doesn't work, bloop, I replace it, bloop, and then I move on. Because that's reality. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Tony Katz today. Kurt Schlichter joins us right now. He is uh, the man you read over at Town Hall. He is, of course, a trial lawyer uh, by career, a retired United States Army colonel. He is also an author. Uh, he has written the Kelly Turnbull series of books that you can get at Amazon.com, along with a series of other books, including Conservative uh, Insurgency. I believe I got that right. And also the author of the book, 21 Lies About Donald Trump and You which I did the audiobook version of. So we're not talking about somebody who hates Donald Trump, but understands from his time at the War College the very concept of tactics. So let's start from the beginning, Kurt Schlichter. Let's start with this indictment in Georgia. First, an overview as a lawyer, your take on the indictment, and then the follow-up is, as you see these four indictments, what does this say to you as somebody who wants to win in 2024 and defeat Joe Biden about how we do it? Well, thanks for having me, Tony. Uh, you know, you, you asked me my opinion of this uh, as a lawyer, and I don't have an opinion of it as a lawyer because it's not a legal matter. Uh, it is a political act, an act of power. It's a disgrace. It's attack our Constitution. I mean, you look at it as a lawyer. I read it and it's a joke. I mean, Fannie Williams is a borderline clinical moron. I mean, it's it, 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 it's painfully laughable what they're trying to do. It's, you know, and you get these earnest former United States attorneys, which is not a selling point on MSNBC. going all this is important. No, it's stupid. It's never been used before. And you know why it's never been used before? Because it's inapplicable. It's a joke. And if you actually think it has legal merit, you're an idiot. It's all a lie and a scam designed to knock the political opponent of the president of the United States out of the race. Now, uh, hold on. I'm going to stop said, you just for a second, Kurt. Sure. Hold on right there. You and I wholeheartedly agree on the, uh, on this one. Oh, yeah. And I actually wasn't sure 100% where, where you were. There is no doubt for me that this is political. When you saw that uh, Fannie Willis, uh, I think it's Fannie Willis, um, pushing for March 4th for the trial date to start and Super Tuesday is March 5th. When you see the special counsel, Jack Smith, saying we should have this trial January 2nd and then just a week and a half later, you have the Iowa caucuses. This is uh, political. The argument is going to be, well, the trials have to happen sometime. What are you going to do? Is there an argument that could be made. Well, what are you going to do? The trials are going to happen sometime, and it's just interfering, and that's the only reason Trump is running, so he doesn't get charged. Well, he's already been charged. You, 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 you could put them all off until after the election. 
but they don't want to do that because what they want to do is build up sympathy for Trump so that he becomes the nominee. I, they, they understand that they are so, the ruling class is so incompetent, so corrupt, and so evil that people hate it so much that when you charge somebody, when it charges somebody with a crime, a, a significant portion of the population will actually like that person more and support that person because they hate our garbage ruling class so much. And I fully understand that. They're certainly uh, uh, deserving of that level of contempt. Uh, but I see a bunch of uh, Republicans uh, – well, actually, I'm not sure how many are Republicans. Uh, I think a lot of people came into politics because they liked Donald Trump, and they are not Republicans in the sense that they don't share the general ideology of the Republican Party, which they will be proud of. And they will tell you that right before they call you a rhino for not uh, licking Donald Trump's toes. Um, the the thing is, that, you know, there's a concept called a kill zone. That's the place in an ambush where you want the enemy to be so you can put maximum fire on them and they can uh, uh, not really do anything except die. Well, these guys are gleefully marching into the kill zone that the Democrats have set up because Donald Trump is hated by 53 percent of America. Unreasonably, I believe I'll happily vote for Donald Trump uh, if he's the nominee. I will vote for whoever is the nominee. Uh, but 53 percent of Americans hate him for whatever reason, and he will lose the general election, which is why the Democrats want him to be our nominee. And I see these guys trooping into the kill zone with a big sign there going, caution, you are entering the kill zone. And they're you know, walking in you know, with their memes and mumbling about meatball, and uh, uh, they're going to get uh, they're going to get wiped out. But worse than that, they're going to do grave damage to the United States. I find it very annoying. So Meatball refers to Meatball Ron, by the way, one of the oh. many, many names that Trump and company want to call Ron DeSantis. Kurt Schlichter yeah. joins us right now. Find his work at townhall.com. The, one of the many books, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. I actually did the audiobook. Yep. if you want to grab that. I bring up that book specifically because you have been, uh, I have been asking the question, you have been much more hardcore about the thing, I'm not surprised, young man, um, that you don't think Donald Trump can win a general, and your only interest is winning. My only interest is winning, and the part that I wanted to get into was a very, the, the very conversation of tactics. I bring up the book, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You, because this isn't about whether or not you like Donald Trump. This isn't about whether or not you agree with all the indictments. This is about how you win. And people are having a very, very hard time separating these concepts. They argue that if you don't defend Trump by voting for Trump, you're not actually defending Trump. Counter that argument. Well, look, you, you, you bring up tactics and strategy. The Democrats have a strategy. They have a long-term plan to achieve their objective, getting Biden in office, uh, which involves suckering the Republicans into putting a damaged candidate, who I I think has about a 15% chance of winning. When I say he can't win, no, no, anybody can win. There's a very small chance you don't bet on long shots uh, over time and win. Uh, The problem is the Trump supporters are thinking not strategy, but tactics. So they're very excited about the latest meme that shows, uh, uh, you know, Ron DeSanctis out partying at the Soros condo with Jeb Bush and uh, 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 Carl Rove. And they think that's great. That is a tactic, a short term, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, offensive while the Democrats are playing the long game. And, uh, you know, uh, 
you know, <laughs> lieutenants play stra- uh, play tactics, generals play strategy, and generals win or lose wars. One of the things that you stated was that the purpose of the indictments is to, for the Democrats, we talk about strategy, to push Trump as the nominee. The purpose of the of the indictments is to get the Republican Party to take the bait, make uh, Trump the nominee, and therefore he will lose. In yeah. How do you come to that? Because that sounds very, very tinfoil. Well, look, it, it, there are multiple reasons why they want to do it. They just hate Donald Trump for daring to defy them. Uh, they want to set up a lesson that if you uh, challenge uh, uh, election shenanigans, we'll throw you in prison, while we'll also celebrate our side when it does it, uh, the exact same thing or worse. Um, so there are multiple reasons. But a key reason is if they pers- prosecute him on these bogus charges, and every single one of them is bogus. There is not one charge in any of these four things that has ever been applied against anybody else in his position or like his position in this way. All of this is new ground. And, you know, when you're when you're prosecuting your political opponents, perhaps uh, a unique and unprecedented uh, uh, criminal uh, charges are not the way to go. You know, if you took a hatchet and planted in Melania's head, that's murder. OK, that's normal. We all understand that. Yeah. OK. But conspiracy to deprive people of civil rights by saying this election uh, deprived my people of their civil rights. I, I think that's that's kind of a stretch. So there's multiple things that they are doing. But certainly the one that is most concerning is it is and it is working. Uh, you've got these Trump people um, who, who, who are emotionally invested in Trump and they think I will show them I won't do what they want me to do which, of course, is exactly what they want you to do. And so, when you point it out, they get mad at you. And, you know, you know they'll, they'll get mad at me. And I'm not the enemy. The enemy is out there, but, you know, the enemy's ignoring them. I pay attention to them so I can and, – and people who agree with me and, and, to, and, and you uh, uh, are available for them to vent their fury on. We're the problem because we're pointing out something they don't want to hear. And we're there to listen. It is a, a this is a cry of uh, uh, fury and rage by people who are disempowered. And the problem is they're choosing to be disempowered by supporting a guy who can't win. So any other Republican will clean the uh, mop the floor with Biden. Let, 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 let's let's turn that just a, just a little bit. Kurt. Um. I I agree that people feel compl- uh, they feel disenfranchised. Uh, they feel like my God, this this is not our country. This is this is beyond corruption. This is beyond sick. What they're doing to this guy, the only guy who has stood up. And remember, he does fight. It cannot be denied that that Trump is a fighter. Um, and we need to be supportive of fighters. And what they have determined first is that nobody else is a fighter. And they have certainly determined that it's simply unfair for the left to do this. And that means we have to abandon the guy. I make the argument, and I believe you make the argument, 
that it's not about abandoning the guy. It's about no. ensuring that everybody else has to deal with the consequences of what it is they've done. And that goes to the leaving of everything on the table. Mitch McConnell, Senate Minority Leader, has said impeachment would be a bad idea. That of that of, of Joe Biden because of Hunter Biden and everything else, that is not leaving everything on the table. If you yeah. are talking tactics and strategy, if you were talking to Ramaswamy or DeSantis or 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 Pence or oh, we won't say Christie, let's not be silly. Um, what is it that you're advising as a tactician, as a guy who focuses on strategy about what to do if you were if they were to win? Uh, the the White House and are any of them really willing to engage the strategies that would appease the people who want to vote for Trump because he's the only guy they trust? Well, look, I, I you know you you have a snapshot of Ron DeSantis over the last six years and what he's done in Florida. He's actually done the things uh, that you know to some extent Trump ran his mouth about. Uh, Trump did a lot of good things. There are a lot of things he didn't do well. He let Fauci stay. He let Ray stay. He let Millie stay. Um, DeSantis cleans house. DeSantis is ruthless. And, you know, look, I like Donald Trump, but he's got weaknesses. And one of them is he wants to be liked. He wants to be liked by the New York Times. Uh, he, he wants to, you know, I mean, he, he wants to be loved. And Ron DeSantis doesn't care about being loved. And frankly, I think that's a uh, much more uh, important attributes uh, for being president now. Frankly, you know, Trump goes and loses. He's still got these at least two federal uh, sets of charges against him. Uh, DeSantis wins. DeSantis will turn around and pardon him, and he, DeSantis won't care what the New York Times says about it. He'll do it the first day. He'll be done. And, uh, you know, I just... It, it, it's very frustrating to see what is manifestly clear and people wish casting their way to say, you know, you get people, no, 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 Trump's going to win. Trump's going to totally win. Okay. How's he win Wisconsin? Well, he will. Okay. Not a plan. That's called a hope. Hope does not equal a plan. How does he win Wisconsin? Because he lost. Well, he only lost it by a little. So yeah, he lost it. Well, they'll cheat. Okay. Whatever. You know, maybe if that, maybe he's so concerned about cheating, Donald Trump shouldn't have, endorsed and made sure Ronna McDaniel, who had failed in multiple previous elections, uh, got the RNC again. But that, you know, that's kind of a tangent. Talking to Kurt Schlichter, find his work at townhall.com. One of his books, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You, available at amazon.com, wherever fine books are sold. And the Kelly Turnbull series of books you can get at amazon.com. Uh, also, um, I'm with you, man, on the frustration. I, I, I really and truly am. And I'm also with you on the ruthlessness because it, it, you understand, I understand, that the way we are discussing this issue, it's not that Trump's the ruthless one and Trump supporters are the ruthless ones, and I get their position. No, not. We're the ruthless ones. We just yeah. want to win. We want to absolutely ensure that the other side doesn't get a chance to destroy the nation any further. It's about exactly. winning. That's yeah, the I, only I, thing I, I am, it can be about. I am completely indifferent to Donald Trump in the sense, as far as uh, his hopes, dreams, 
uh, reputation anywhere else. It doesn't matter to me. I'm also completely indifferent to that about Ron DeSantis. These guys aren't my friends. They're not my employers. They are tools. They are weapon systems. They are, uh, as you put it uh, accurately, cogs in the machine. Politicians are fungible. If one becomes uh, a liability, you go to the next one. I am not loyal to a politician. I'm loyal to God, my country, and my family, and my friends. I am not loyal to some politician. And anybody who is, get your head examined and, and take a class in moral literacy because you're a mess. Kurt Schlichter is his name. You can follow him on Twitter, which is X at Kurt Schlichter. Find his work at townhall.com. Kurt, it's always a pleasure, man. More is coming up. I'm Tony Katz. I have got so much to get into on the impeachment inquiry. And again, more about tactics. But as has been reported, you have got James Comer, Demanding information because Joe Biden used a pseudonym, Robert L. Peters, when emailing his son's business associates, including scheduling calls with the president of Ukraine. And why? Well, that would be to avoid any uh, findings when a FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act. Well, I'm looking for Joe Biden phone calls. Oh, no Joe Biden here. Robert L. Peters. Now, this is all just breaking, but all part of a larger thing. They used a fake name. What's, what would be the real difference between that and having a server in uh, your bathroom to avoid government oversight? And this is just, it's Hillary Clinton, except you didn't have anything in your bathroom. Used a fake name? As one of the guys at Red State pointed out, it's totally normal to have a pseudonym just to talk about the weather. Other niceties. I keep telling you, it's the biggest story in America. Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, the Biden crime family. And you know this because the news media won't talk about it. This is Tony Katz today.